Hey y'all, welcome back to Black Girl Politics Podcast. We have a very special episode. Um, We're going to be talking about the Georgia runoffs. As y'all know, Jada and I have been working the runoffs for about a month now. Yeah, so this episode is going to be a little different. It'll definitely be shorter than our usual episodes, but it's because Jerry and I are really busy and we are recording this the day before election day, actually. And yeah, so we're just going to give you all some insight and some information on how things have been on the ground here in Georgia. Runoffs are kind of weird and not tons of states have them. So in Georgia state elections, candidates actually have to receive 50% of the vote plus one. So a majority instead of a plurality like in most other states. Basically, they can't just win the most votes. They have to win a majority of the votes. Um, So back in November, obviously, Joe Biden won Georgia by a few thousand votes. Flip Georgia blue. We love to see it. Um, And that was enough to deliver him the 16 electoral votes that Georgia has. However, no Senate candidate um, actually won 50% of the vote plus one. So those races went into a runoff. And now the winner is going to be decided in the elections that are taking place on January 5th. And like most other things, uh, runoffs have roots in racism. They're a thing because white leaders in Georgia were basically worried that Theoretically, they had this situation in their mind that there will be a whole bunch of white candidates and then one black candidate and uh, like the entire black voting bloc could rally around this black candidate and white people would split their vote between all of the white candidates. Um, And so basically they made this whole runoff system so that um, there would be another election if nobody got 50% plus one of the vote. And, you know, they purposely made it like, Two months after the election, when nobody's thinking about voting anymore, in the middle of winter, right after the holidays, um, and all of this was an act of voter suppression and also just plain racism because white people in Georgia were afraid of black people gaining any sort of political power. Yeah, so typically Georgia is not a competitive state, um... Stacey Abrams has been saying that it is a competitive state and people haven't been listening to her, but it going blue in the general just proved, like, if you invest in Georgia, um, if you invest in places that are heavily of color, heavily marginalized folks, it'll be very easy to, not easy, but it's possible to turn it blue. But what's at stake is that Kamala will become, will essentially be the 101st senator. Um, if both John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock win these seats, it'll make the Senate break down 50-50, and, um, the vice president is the tiebreaker. Uh, also, Mitch McConnell is going to lose his power as the majority leader, and Ned Tortoise gotta go. Like, they don't, they won't vote him out, I need so. them to stop calling him a turtle, because it's literally rude to turtles. They're like, go, turtles they're are They're going to tortoise. Tortoises are ugly. No, tortoises are cute, too. And also, this is my thing. Tortoises, okay, Mitch McConnell could never with a tortoise. They're intelligent. They have, have you seen that tortoise on TikTok? Yeah, the one that always eats. Yeah. They're cute. They're smart. They're loving. Mitch McConnell is none of that. Okay, what animal do we want him to be then? I don't... He's not even... 
a living. He's not an animal. He's not, I don't believe he has human blood running through his veins. Like, he's something else. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't even have anything else mean to say to him. Like, he's, he's fully extraterrestrial. He looks like an alien. And we're Run gonna- me my money, Mitch. Mitch better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch better have my money. So, on the ballot is uh, Warnock and Ossoff. They are both uh, not extremely progressive candidates, but more progressive than the Republicans that were in office. They're, both the people who they're running against are endorsed by KKK members and have been caught with KKK members in the past week or so, taking pictures, throwing a white power. Yeah, they are pretty wild. Yeah, and... Not only that, but, like, there, I think we don't talk enough also about how, like, Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff, not the most progressive people, right? But then, like, if we have a 50-50 Senate and Kamala's a tiebreaker, I mean, we know that we know how Kamala's going to vote most of the time, <laughs> like, with the Democrats, but... Like, suddenly people like Joe Manchin become super, super important. And I just think that, like, we we don't, we aren't focusing on that enough either in, like, counter-messaging. Because there's, like, all this stuff about socialism. And then it's like, yeah, but Joe Manchin's also going to be making a lot of decisions. <laughs> like, he will be the 50th vote a lot of the time. Like, yeah. because we know how Kamala's going to vote. And she'll vote with the Democrats. It's going to be more of those swing voters that, like, in the Senate, that, like, really, really swing the elections. But... Like, Joe Manchin believes in things like, you know, relief checks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, funding education and, like, actually voting on things. Mitch McConnell could never. Yeah, Mitch McConnell could never. He only wants to shove through judges. So, we hate that. Yeah. We hate him for that. Abolish Mitch McConnell. Abolish Mitch McConnell. Honestly, abolish the Senate. Abolish the Senate. Abolish the Senate. The but, Great Compromise was created for 4 million citizens. We have like 375 million people now. It's It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that the people of Wyoming and the people of California have the same representation as the Senate. That doesn't make any sense. You can't make it make sense to me because it doesn't make sense. So, abolish the Senate forever and always abolish the Senate. <laughs> See. But that's a little bit about the history of runoffs in Georgia and then a little bit just about the situation and how it looks now. But I think we should share like maybe some of our favorite moments. I mean, we've only been here for a month. (laughs) It all kind of happened really fast, but we can talk about some of our favorite moments in the couple of weeks that we've been here. My favorite moment was seeing the roach in our Airbnb. I'm just kidding. We did see a roach in our Airbnb. We saw multiple roaches, but yeah. that's besides We don't me. live there anymore. <laughs> um, but my favorite moment was today. I had a volunteer show up. She just saw signs, and she showed up with her and her four kids. And she said her kids were probably about 16, 17, maybe 18, like the boys were. And then she had a... Eight-year-old little girl, and she said her daughter wanted to stay home. And she was like, "No, you're gonna learn uh-huh. how to knock doors." So, her she knocked a packet, and then three of her kids knocked the packet. Um, her we daughter was it. with her, and then the they came back like to knock another set of packets. And that's on period. And that's on democracy. 
<laughs> per. No, but genuinely, like, people like that honestly make the hard parts of this job worth it because it's like, dang, you're really out here. Like, you're really out here. Um, no, but my, I have a couple of favorite moments also. We've only been out here for a few weeks, but, um, today actually John Ossoff came to our Canvas launch. So we were launching a bunch of volunteers. We were, you know, getting them ready to like go out and knock doors and John Ossoff stopped by and like got everybody ready and pumped up. And it was just a really great launch. We had tons more people than we thought, uh, were going to come and, John Ossoff was great. He was like awesome and um, super exciting. And it just kind of put everything into perspective. Well, I mean, it's been in perspective, but it, it definitely got real to me in that moment when I like saw him there and I was like, oh yeah, this is tomorrow. <laughs> like this is really happening. Um, but we definitely like, we saw the same thing. Tons of people just walking up from like going out to lunch and then they're like, oh, what's this? Well, like, yeah, I can go knock a packet. I want to go see the Senator. Like, yeah. I called him the senator, but, like, we're manifesting right now. <laughs> we are. Um, we're manifesting. Senator awesome. Um, But another one of my favorite moments on the campaign was we had this virtual, like, meeting, uh, me and the people in my region, like, my immediate, you know, team. Um, we had this meeting with um, people from the community, it was just a virtual kind of strategy session where we wanted to talk to folks from, you know, from actually on the ground because a lot of us are not from uh, the area that we're working in. And so it's really important that we connect with people with roots here um, so that we can really, you know, organize people in the best way uh, that is going to be the most effective for them. Um, and there was this man who I'll never forget in my life. And his name was Barry, just like Jerry's dog. <laughs> but he's, his name is Barry. And he is just the most dedicated. He's a retired vet. And he just spends every waking moment of his life educating his community about why they need to vote, holding community events. Um, just literally the type of person that, like, everyone should be. <laughs> but, like, not enough of us are. And... Uh, Barry actually knocked his first packet of doors with us, I think like last weekend or maybe this weekend. And after he got done knocking his doors, he literally went and sat outside of the grocery store and he just like got five random teenagers from the grocery store and like, like made a plan with them to vote. Like they hadn't voted yet. And then he was like made a plan to take them. Like he like fully is picking them up tomorrow at 5.30 to, like, take them to the polls. And it's just people like that who are genuinely going to, like, save us. Um, so I just love seeing stuff like that every day. Very lucky that we get to witness democracy in action because this is definitely happening here in Georgia. So we don't know the results as of us recording this right now. Um, we are claiming <laughs> that we got a double W. A double dub. We got a dub dub. <laughs> we got a dub dub. We're looking at Rev. What did we say it was? Senator Reverend Warnock. Reverend Senator? Reverend Senator. We don't know if it's Reverend Senator or Senator Reverend. Yeah. Which one? I think it's Senator Reverend. Let us know. Yeah. I don't know. Reverend Senator Warnock. That don't Senator sound right. Reverend Warnock. Senator Reverend. Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock. I don't know. <laughs> None of it sounds I'm right. To, None of it sounds right, but it's right. It's we're, right. We're, we're claiming my, it. I'm calling my pastor to ask him. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Senator Warnock and Senator Ossoff were claiming it. It's happening. Thank you guys so much for listening to our short episode of Black Girl Politics Podcast. We will be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at BGPPod and Twitter at BGPPodcast. Um, like us on Facebook at Black Girl Politics Podcast. Rate us and share with your friends. Make sure you download. And if you have any topic submissions, hit us up on any one of those platforms. Period. Bye.